Scouting out of the blue corner. He gives you your football meat and potatoes style and is the undisputed king of detailed player analysis. Ladies and gentlemen, I give you Steve the Scout! Hey guys, this is Steve the Scout. Welcome to week four of the Unsung Heroes of the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. I am going to break down for you guys the people today that were the heroes in their game that you may not be hearing about in the stat sheet, but guys that made a big impact on Sunday. Without any further ado, let's bring on the heroes today because not all of them wear capes. We're going to start out with the Houston Texans and their, their prize pass rusher, Jadavion Clowney. But before we do that, a very special six-month birthday to the Pro Football Scouting Podcast. Now, some of you are wondering when this Mickey Mouse BS is going to be over. And I assure you, it's over with. Let's get to football. So, the Colts took on the Houston Texans today. And the, and the unsung hero for that game is Texans outside linebacker slash defensive end Jadavion Clowney. So, why was Clowney the unsung hero? Well, I'll tell you why. He affected the score of that game three different times. First time, there was a fumble in the end zone. It was a bad snap by Indianapolis. However, Clowney's instincts and athleticism and just pure speed allowed him to recover that fumble faster than anyone else could have possibly tried to recover it. So yeah, it was a bad snap, but if not for Clowney's speed and just quick instincts and reaction there, they would I don't know if they would have recovered that fumble. Um, certainly no one was going to be able to recover it as fast as he did. So great move by him there. Also, there was there was a key third down play on the very next drive when Jadavion Clowney got a sack. That right there stopped the Colts' drive two times in a row. And also, and also in overtime, Jadavion Clowney, he put a hit on Andrew Luck and created a very uncomfortable third and long situation in overtime. So because of that, affecting the game on three different drives in a critical moment, my unsung hero for the Colts versus the Texans is Jadavion Clowney, one of the most unblockable guys in the NFL. Great game today between the Oakland Raiders and the Cleveland Browns. Derek Carr's ability to navigate the pocket today was it was absolutely outstanding. He had he had a great game. The offensive line kept him clean. And the offensive line for the Oakland Raiders, they are some of my unsung heroes today. They did they did a great job, but what really the true unsung heroes of that game of that game are the referees. I will tell you they royally screwed up this game. A lot of Browns fans are pissed off and upset right now. And rightfully so. If you did not catch the end of the game, there was a minute 30 left. The Browns had a third and two. It was clearly a first down conversion, and the referees did not rule it as so. When you look at where the ball went down, uh, knowing knowing the NFL rules, 
it was clearly a first down. Uh, and not, o- not only that, when they brought up the chains to measure it, the chains to me showed that it was a first down. Look, it, it, we're talking about a, a matter of maybe a couple centimeters here, so maybe there's something that I missed. But based based on the way that I saw it from every angle that I saw that, the referees clearly blew that game. And and if, and if not for that call, the Browns would have would have been able to take a knee on it and win the game. So big heartbreak there for the Cleveland Browns. Uh, the unsung heroes of the game are the referees because, yes, I do believe they messed it up. And really the Raiders offensive line did, did a great job again. Derek Park, Derek Carr looked absolutely great today. Great feel for the pocket today. Textbook was able to make all the throws, highly productive, and uh, but the offensive line kept them clean. They are my unsung heroes for the Raiders versus the Browns. Good old NFC West rivalry, the Cardinals taking on the Seahawks. Uh, Josh Rosen's first NFL start. I thought he looked. I thought he looked good. Um, there's definitely, you know, when you just look at the tape today, yeah, they didn't win, but I definitely think there's promise there. Um, and I don't think he's going to be losing that starting job at any point. Um, when I look at who were the unsung heroes for today, it was really, it was really Seattle's secondary. And it was also Seattle's left tackle, Dwayne Brown. Uh, Dwayne Brown has been an all pro in the league a number of times with the Houston Texans. He's older now at the, at the end of his career, people were wondering how much he had left and he went one-on-one with Chandler Jones all day. And except for, for one critical play where Chandler Jones got a sack, Dwayne Brown dominated him today. He got he got great hand placement. He was able to mirror him. And he was able to win the hand he was able to win the hands battle with with one of the best hand technicians of any defensive end in the NFL. That was that was highly impressive. He's all, he's also the he's also the brother of of uh, UFC all-time great John Jones, so the fact that he was able to win the hand battle, um, win the leverage battle, um, it was really impressive to watch. Dwayne Brown did what he did. If not for the protection against Chandler Jones, the Seahawks would not have won that game. The other unsung heroes for the Seahawks was their secondary. They had they had tight coverage all throughout the game. They did not give they did not give the Cardinals. That much of a chance to break for separation. It was a good game called by the defense, but my unsung heroes are Seattle secondary and their left tackle, Dwayne Brown. Tough loss today for New York Giants fans. I myself being one of them, watching the game with a lot of other people, definitely feeling the sting of that one. But when you look at the Giants versus the Saints today, here's here's why the Saints won that game. Look, the Giants offensive line is better than it was last year. They, they've been better the last two weeks. Um, no doubt. Since since they've replaced Flowers, they've gotten a better push on the right side of the offensive line. But the problem is the offensive line is still not good enough. Nate Soldier, their left tackle, he had a tough time today against Cameron Jordan, which is understandable. Cameron Jordan is one of the best in the NFL. Uh, but the Saints kicked their ass on a number of other matchups in the, uh, in the trenches, specifically when the Saints were playing defense. The Giants defensive coordinator, James Betcher, he did a much better job than most coaches would have done, given the personnel the Giants had on defense. Eli Manning looked really, really good, despite the Giants only scoring 18 points. Manning did everything you could have asked him, but that offensive line still needs work. And ultimately, the Giants were outcoached. Yes, they were outcoached. That does not mean the Giants coaches did, did a bad job, because they didn't. But they were outcoached. Like I said, James Betcher did a good job. But New Orleans dialed up third down, key third down blitzes two different times with essentially the same result. 
Cameron Jordan dominating dominating Nate Soldier, pushing pushing him into Eli Manning and Demario Davis coming off on the blitz. Those were beautifully timed up. The Giants Giants never saw that coming. Um, also, when you, when you look throughout the entire game, the Saints did a number of good things to keep the Giants off guard on offense and on defense. The Saints didn't allow Saquon Barkley or Odell Beckham to be big factors today. So really, when you when you look at the New Orleans Saints coaching staff, look at look at the creativity they had on offense, and not even just the creativity, being able to keep the Giants off balanced. They ran the they ran the ball at the right time. They passed at the right time. If if you follow the flow of their offense today, it was really good, and it kept kept the Giants off balance. With also key plays being made on their defense, uh, as I mentioned with Demario Davis and Cam Jordan, you got to give it up for the Saints defensive coordinator. So uh, this or the Saints coaching staff. So head coach Sean Payton, offensive coordinator Pete Carmichael, and Dennis Allen. They are the unsung heroes for the Saints versus the Giants. Chargers and the 49ers, two teams that have had some adversity lately. The Chargers, Chargers lost last week, uh, big coming off a big loss to the Rams, and the San Francisco 49ers are coming off a loss as well, and also reeling from losing their quarterback, Jimmy Garoppolo, for the entire year due to an ACL tear. Um, looking, looking at what the 49ers were able to do, they maximized their route running. The 49ers cer- certainly did so. Um, they ma- they maximized their route running. They tried to give themselves themselves as many advantages as they could, and the co- the coaches ultim- ultimately did a really good job with that. I thought C.J. Beathard played a lot better than what I thought he would have. Ultimately, um, a lot of his issue really was holding on to the ball for too long. And yeah, San Diego they they played they played a great coverage game. I think a, a number of those were coverage sacks, but ultimately there was just opportunity for him to get the ball out of his hands a lot faster than what I saw on, on a number of different plays. But you know what? Um, for 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 a backup and considering I, what was expected of him, he did he did pretty good. But the Chargers, you know, they really they really had an uphill battle this game when you look at it. They came into the game with a lot of inactives. They didn't have Kaiser White. They didn't have their center Cole Toner. They didn't have tackle Joe Barksdale. They didn't have guard Forrest Lamp, uh, and they they didn't have Joey Bosa either. Um, and, and, and those guys weren't there, but the entire team stepped up. Philip, Philip Rivers played exceptional. Melvin Gordon showed not only versatility today, but a lot of competitive toughness in his running style. The Chargers receivers, they got open at critical points. And, and when there's time for a one-on-one contested catch, they made those catches. They also beat the 49ers defenders over the top on a number of crucial downs still, with the, with those guys injured, the Chargers still won the line of scrimmage battle on both sides of the ball. You can't overlook that. But my unsung hero is safety Derwin James. Derwin James affected the game with his pass rush, his man coverage skills, and simply being punishing. He anticipated very well today. Ultimately, there are a lot of guys in the Chargers that stepped up, but James... He's my unsung hero. Look, I said he would be the best defensive player in the draft, and through four games, he's defensive rookie of the year at this point. Chargers got him in the second half of the first round. James created two interceptions today. The first one was a game-changing interception. First one came. First interception came at, at a critical time. Um, Der, Derwin James rocked the receiver in the secondary because he rocked him as he was catching the ball. It got tipped. I got tipped up in, into Kelvin White's hands. And I'm sorry, Trevor Williams, excuse me. And ultimately, he got all the glory for his big interception, almost took it to the house. But that play was created by Derwin James. There was also a game-sealing interception at the end of the game, which James did not get credit for. But he blitzed off the edge. 
showed great bend, good at the point of attack, good closing speed, hit C.J. Beathard as he was throwing the ball, which created the second interception seal in the game. Look, the Chargers ultimately they had a good they had a good game all over. A lot of guys stepped up, a lot of guys made plays, but they was not they would not have won that game without rookie safety Derwin James. Dolphins versus the Patriots. Oh boy. Well, if the Dolphins had won this game today, it would have been one of their biggest regular season victories in years. They dug themselves into a hole way too early. They were down 17 nothing and really the Patriots kept them off guard the entire game. When you look at what really got them to that point where they were down 17-0, Patriots drove, Patriots drove downfield, initially got three points. Second time the Pats had the ball, it was, it, was, it was a busted coverage play allowing Cordell Patterson to score. And after being down 10-0, Tannehill bobbled a very good snap, gave the Patriots the ball back. And really for the rest of the game, the Patriots used these four players to frustrate the Dolphins and keep them off track. Sonny Michelle running back. Their other one, their other running back, James White, having him as a change of pace back, kept them off guard. Kept them off guard the entire game, and the Patriots had stellar blocking from right tackle Marcus Cannon and Trent Brown. Uh, Sonny Michelle had 100 yards on the ground, but James White truly kept the James White truly kept them off balance uh, on an, on a number of different plays. He made key first downs. They, they kept Tom Brady clean. Marcus Cannon and Trent Brown did a great job. Those three. J- those three, Marcus Cannon, Trent Brown, and James White, are my unsung heroes for the Patriots taking on the Dolphins. Going into the NFL draft, I was quite critical of quarterback Josh Allen, quarterback from Wyoming. I said that a lot of the things that he's missing as far as being a quarterback, ant- anticipation, accuracy, a lot of these things are very, very hard to teach and make someone better at once once they become a pro. When when I look at when I look at Josh Allen so far, he hasn't really he hasn't really had that much of a chance so far to prove himself. Uh, when they when they won when they won last week or the other week versus the Vikings, um, you know that you know he did he made some good plays there, but that game was really handed to him. When you look at the game today that he played against the Green Bay Packers, it's really easy for someone to find fault with him. He went 16 for 33, had 151 yards passing, and had two interceptions. He was a victim of a few things. Number one, it was not very good play calling. Number two, he was under duress. And number three, he just because of that, he just started to try to make too many things happen. His receivers weren't getting separation. He tr- he tried to be the hero, and ultimately th- things got worse from there. He was he was actually not as bad as 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 his stats may look. He made he made he made a number of solid throws. I think. Uh, Look, I, I I could I could be wrong. I don't I don't see many quarterbacks that have those kind of accuracy issues that that become good pros. I could be wrong, but ultimately you can't you can't really say that that he screwed up today's game because of his completion percentage or, or the interceptions. He was he was he was under duress. Receivers didn't get separation, and he's a rookie quarterback. He was down. He was just trying to do what he could to come back. Uh, he did he did make a bunch of bad decisions. He is. He has he has got to learn to take a sack or throw the ball away at sometimes. I know he has an incredible arm, but he can't try to be the hero every single time, or he's going to continue to cost his team. My unsung hero for this game is Packers running back Aaron Jones. Aaron Jones only had 11 carries for 65 yards, but he was highly effective in the screen game. And if you look at the Packers' first two touchdowns, he was he was instrumental in both of them. 
One of them, one of them, he one of them, he scored a touchdown on, on a difficult run. He he was he was continuously blocking, and he also kept the defense off balance, allowing for Aaron Rodgers and that passing game to do what they do. Uh, Aaron Jones, the rookie, I'm sorry, the running back from the Green Bay Packers. He is my unsung hero for the Packers versus the Buffalo Bills. So after after taking a look at the Jacksonville and Jets game today, here's here's essentially what happened. Um, number one, I mean Sam Darnold and the Jets, they never they never really had a ch- they never really had a chance in this game. In terms of the line of scrimmage battle, the the Jets' offensive line was completely outmatched was completely outmatched with this pass rush. Scheme wise, there is there is nothing they could have done. It w- it was simply a case of mano y mano. I'm better I'm better than you are, and it's really hard for a young quarterback to get into a rhythm considering Jacksonville not only was getting into his face, but they were locking down their receivers. So, you know, he was he was forced into a number of coverage sacks, just really not much he was he was able to do. It's easy to blame Sam Darnold, but I don't really think you can. He was under duress all day, just outmatched at the line of scrimmage, receivers not getting separation, and when they did get separation, they dropped critical third down throws, referring to both Robbie Anderson and Quincy Anunia. Could have put the Jets back in the game early on in the game. Uh, also, when you look at Jacksonville's coaching staff on offense, they dialed up. They dialed up a lot more creative plays. And you know, as much as I think Sam Darnold will be a pro, and as much as, um, as you know, and as as much as you know, he wasn't getting help today. Blake Bortles definitely at this point in his career sees the field with much better vision than Sam Darnold does. You could look at the way they go through their progressions. Forget for, for, forget the fact of the pass rush. Bortles is really starting to see the field a lot better. He's coming into his own. I think Sam Darnold is going to need a few more years to develop. But be patient with Sam, Jets fans. His his upside is great. He has the toughness, the ability, and the passion for the game. All of it is there. Again, Blake Bortles is really starting to come into his own. Field vision and ability to go through his progressions. His accuracy on his second, third, and fourth looks are so much better. Jaguars wide receivers stepped up and made big plays. And, and and the wide receivers are my unsung heroes because of this, because Jackson, Jacksonville's Jacksonville's rushing attack made them completely one dimensional. TJ Yeldon averaged 2.9 yards per carry. Leonard Fournette averaged 2.7. But Nathaniel Hackett, the offensive coordinator, um, did a good did a good job of drawing up plays, schemed very well. The receivers got in the right place at the right time. Blake Bortles spread the ball around to everyone. Great game by Bortles, but really the unsung heroes are the wide receivers and the play calling of offensive coordinator Nathaniel Hackett. Cowboys took on the Lions today, two teams that play every Thanksgiving. Here, here's what I saw today. Dallas was able to generate a pass rush. Detroit could not. That is going to have to be something that, that Detroit is going to have to address in the offseason. They need to be able to get after the quarterback. When you want to look at Dallas, their front seven came to play today. Demarcus Lawrence got three sacks, a number of pressures. Jalen Smith was also causing quite a bit of pressure, as well, as well as Randy Gregory. And when you want to look at the players of the game, they were really Dak Prescott. I'm sorry, they were really Ezekiel Elliott, who was running up all over the field today. And I'll tell you, going back and looking at Zeke's runs, it was it was not because he had great blocking. It's because Zeke is a great running back. Um, on top of that, Demarcus Lawrence had three sacks, a number of pressures throughout the whole day. But my unsung hero is Dak Prescott. He was on point the entire day. Even the passes where he missed, 
he threw the he threw the ball he threw the ball where it needed to be. His receivers didn't always give him as much help as as they could have today, but he was on point. He saw the field so much better than he, than he has in weeks past. Made 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 better decisions and just was able to get better placement on the ball. Um, there was also a key time in the game where Dak Prescott um, it could it could have been it could have been a strip sack. The ball was actually knocked out of his hands, but Dak Prescott had the quick instincts to run back, pick up the ball, and throw it away, which actually saved the game for Dallas, considering he is he is in the spotlight playing playing for one of the most popular teams in America in a very in a very uncomfortable position because if he doesn't start to play well, they're gonna start looking at a different quarterback. He stepped up, he did a much better job today. He helped his team win Dak Prescott as my unsung hero for the Lions taking on the Cowboys. And the Chicago Bears blew out the Tampa Bay Buccaneers today. Mitchell Trubisky had six touchdown passes, showed off his wheels. He he can run. But when you when you look at what happened in today's game, yes, Trubisky got a bunch of touchdown passes. Tariq Cohen ran all over the field. But what was really the difference today was Mark Helfrich, their offensive coordinator, and Matt Nagy. They they kept them off balance the entire game. Chicago's been criticized because they could they couldn't get they couldn't get the deep pass game going. So what do they do? They line up Tariq Cohen in the slot and they have him go deep over the top. Made made a lot of big plays for them. And just when you look at the routes that that they ran, they were set up well by the coordinator and their head coach. Um, they used they used the entire route tree. They used it creatively. They they maximized their personnel. Yeah, all these touchdown passes were pretty much gimmies. Um, you could you could say it was busted coverage. I think a lot of it had to do with that. But when you really look at at the way the way Chicago's offense functioned today, it was creative. So Helfrich, Nagy, those those guys those guys are my unsung heroes for the Chicago Bears taking on the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And with the Titans taking on the Philadelphia Eagles, I'm sorry, I have to break my own rule. Marcus Mariota is the unsung hero. There were there were three critical fourth down situations. Two of them were fourth and long. The other one was a fourth and two. Two critical third and fifteen. Any of these that Marcus Mariota did not convert, the tight the Titans Titans would have lost that game. Uh, when you want to look at Mariota, he's playing with a hand injury. He was in a great deal of pain this week. Was still in a lot of pain this week, and and to come out and be that mentally tough and to be that clutch. I don't care if he's the quarterback. I don't care if his stats look good today. He really was. He really was absolutely outstanding today. Great under pressure. Marcus Mariota is the reason they won that game. He is my unsung hero for the Titans versus the Eagles. And ending things with Sunday Night Football, we had a good old rivalry. It's really become one of the best rivalries in the NFL, which are, which are the Ravens versus the Steelers. I think a lot of people seem to think that rivalry has died down a bit since guys like James Harrison, Troy Palomalu, uh, Ray Lewis, Ed Reed, those guys have left, and they have a lot of these newer players coming in on defense. But you got to remember, defense is what built their rivalry, but the main quarterbacks that were at the center stage of that rivalry, Joe Flacco and Ben Roethlisberger, they played good tonight. Um, really, the unsung heroes of the game was, was the Baltimore offensive line. You look at James Hurst, great game, a number of good key blocks. Marshall Yonda, good as always. Tight end Max Williams, number 87, did a hell of a job blocking tonight. And a great job by the coaching staff because 
when you look at the Ray, you look at the way the Ravens were blocking. This was this was a team effort. This was not so much about everyone winning a one-on-one matchup. They were they were creative. They were creative with what they did. If you look at their their success last week against the Denver Broncos, they went against Von Miller, who is arguably the best defensive player in the NFL. If not, he's certainly certainly in that conversation. So how do they slow him down? Same stuff they did this week. They did, they used a lot of double teams, chip blocks, and they got a they got a lot of help from the running backs and the tight ends. Uh, last week they got the quick passes from Joe Flacco. He did that again, but also this time he was able to beat him deep. John Brown John Brown helped a lot with that. But really, when you look at the Ravens' offensive line playing together as a unit, they were they were the reason that that the uh, Baltimore Ravens won this game. James Hurst looked great. Um, he did he did a hell of a job double teaming last week against Von Miller. You gotta get you gotta give that guy a hell of a lot of credit for that. He's a guard who moved over to play tackle. I think it's a better fit for him. Marshall Yonda, good as always. Left tackle played well. Max Williams, hell of a job blocking. Just the Ravens offensive line looked great tonight. They are my unsung heroes for this one. And that actually wraps up everything for all of Sunday's action. Hopefully you guys enjoy Monday Night Football tomorrow. Remember, Wednesday is question and answer day. So if you guys have questions on anything on the field, something X and O's related, a college prospect, something you want to get more clarification or learn on, please feel free to email me at stevethescout81 at gmail.com. This is Steve the Scout with the Pro Football Scouting Podcast, signing off. Ladies and gentlemen, Steve the Scout has left the building. I repeat, Steve the Scout has left the building. Thank you.